are listening to The 11th Hour, a weekly podcast about Rancid. I'm Brad Rose from Foxy Digitalis. I'm Sam Melancon from Debacle Records. And each week we pick a Rancid song and talk about it and all our complicated feelings. Before getting into this week's pick, just want to say thank you to everybody who's joined the Patreon so far and just really appreciate it. Um, so... Just a quick reminder about that. More information at the end of the show. And with that, let's talk about Burn from Let's Go. So burn, it's on Let's Go, which seems is one of somehow one of my favorite albums to talk about because I feel like it's the one that I've changed the most. No, that's not true. Troublemakers one I've changed the most on since we started this, but I think Let's Go is maybe the second. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And this song, like I, I said this last week, there was a period, and I, and it was when Let's Go had you know just come out or been out for a short period of time so like pre-outcome the wolves like this was my favorite rancid song i fucking loved this song and i i just have real strong distinct memories of driving around in my friend ryan's silver ford probe with the windows (laughs) down and this song blasting and us just yelling out the windows like we don't need no water let the motherfucker burn and yeah i just it's funny because like there's not a lot to this song, but like what's there is just kind of like weirdly perfect. <laughs> it's really great. Like I, it, when you even said burn uh-huh. when we were recording last time, like it took me a minute to remember what song that was. Cause it's so like just kind of woven into let's go. Right. That like, and then I was like, Oh yeah, of course this song. And then I was like, yeah, this song's r- ridiculous. You know, like it's, it is, in a lot of ways, like kind of the let's go in a box song. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of one of the more emblematic songs, but like I hadn't thought about it very deeply in a while. I hadn't like, it wasn't on my like short list of things to, you know, pick. Um, he says, as he realizes he needs a pick for this week. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, like it just, for some reason it's, it's, it's like so written into the rancid let's go era like yeah vibe that like i I, like i was like oh yeah this was like sitting right in front of our face the whole time we didn't pick it yet but like it's like but yeah this is the song like (laughs) like uh i mean there's more to it than that but like i i really do think like there was a moment of just like oh yeah (laughs) like this song like I, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what I mean by that. No, but yeah, I think like when you picked it, it was funny. I, like I, I just had a moment. I think if you like, if you had somebody who never heard "Let's Go," and kind of like wanted, if you wanted to be like, this is kind of what the album is or about. I feel like this song yeah. is. I mean, it, yeah, like you said, it's it is a microcosm of the whole album. Like it's it's really kind of simple, and 
like you know, we've talked about how most of them feel like not they're not like half conceived songs not like fucking like Indrina or something or but mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they're they're very they're, there's just there's not they're just uh, I'm trying to th- a little like many movements I mean yeah you know and and but but the thing about it is it like it works really well and it's like and it as a, I think this song is one of the better ones that is a complete idea. Yes, right. I do like think that's kind true. Of, yeah, it, like it's the it, 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 it is it's more like radio and salvation where it's like trying to be a whole song, right? Whereas some of the these songs are more like little mini movements and everything, right? I think it's yeah, I, like I think if you pick out like picked out like the four or five sort of best or most complete songs on Let's Go. It's mm-hmm. like this is one of them, and this is it's like this is what where they were trying to get, which to me like the that sort of complete version or vision of a Let's Go song is is like the proto is really the proto outcome of the world. Like it's like that's how like most of Let's Go is just I feel like trying to figure that out as a four piece, and the songs where it really comes together like this or yeah like Radio or Salvation. It's like okay, there's where you can see like the next step, and but yeah, I don't know. This song is just kind of delightful. Like my main question that I have, and since you own the CD, so is do do they give like Rockmaster Scott and the Dynamic Three a credit (laughs) for the lyrics? I'm guessing they do. This is one of the two I don't have. Oh, okay. Okay. I still don't have. I haven't rebought this one, so I know that's the thing. Because so it, we we can get into that. What? Well, what, well okay. yeah. No, no, this is fine. Let's get into that. So, like, my whole life, I've been confused about like exactly where does all like the where does the whole um, what's like the the root, but like the 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 origin story of. We don't know, need no water, let the motherfucker burn. Like, where did that start and everything? Mm-hmm. And it turns out, like, I did a little bit of, like, you know, digging on that. Obviously, like, there's very mainstream versions of it. And there's also, like, you know, Rock Master Scott Dynamic 3, which, um, what's his name, was in, um, uh, has, <laughs> has hold, held, you know, held up as sort of the original of that. There's even some argument that some people were using it before. As like it was just kind of a club thing that you know some people would yell at oh, you know mm-hmm. Parliament Funkadelic and some other things had very similar phrases that they would they would you know, very commonly use and things like that. I just found a bunch of articles of people talking about like where did this actually come from? Like it was in the air a little bit and they kind of they were the first one to record it and they're still the only one that's like kind of around and people were talking about like you know the song fire by the Ohio players like sometimes live they would say something like that you know you know, right. you know that song it's the i didn't realize what song it was until i heard it i was like oh wow, that's what that song is but the 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 funk song fire where they all just sing fire mm-hmm. into the chorus you know um what's really wild is how much so i did a little bit of deep dive right and so i went into it yeah, yeah, well, yeah there's yeah. a bunch of funny things uh about that one of which is that i didn't realize that that song, the original Rockmaster Scott and the Dynamic Three song, uh, the start of that is used is that very famous sample that's the beginning of the a very famous Chemical Brothers song, the Hey Boy, Hey right. Girl, Superstar DJ. I, and like, it was I didn't like know really that. weird to hear. Yeah. 
Curious. I saw that in the, on the Wikipedia, and I was like, I was like, oh man, Sam's probably because I know you like Chemical Brothers. So. And it's like one of their cheesier, you know, but it's like kind of a fun, very fun, you know, one of their bigger hits and everything. And like, it was a funny. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, this song like started everything, you know. Um, and it was, you know, probably a very obvious one to anybody from that era, you know. But I just uh-huh. didn't realize it, you know. Um, but what's, what's wild is how many people want to attribute that song to Two Live Crew on the internet. Like that song is reposted everywhere as a Two Live Crew song. Really? Which, yeah, very weird. Like, like everybody remembers that as a Two Live Crew song, which is like very weird because it's like ages apart in terms of time mm-hmm. and sound is not really, I mean, the sound of two life was kind of like taking some of the tinniness of really early stuff like that, that disco stuff and like mm-hmm. bringing it back. But like, it's a very weird thing that it, it's very, very, very common that people attribute that song and that phrase to two life crew, which I thought was completely wild. Yeah, no, that is. And then I was just so, sort of was like, but I felt like I heard this in the culture just in general. So, like, what other places was it, right. was it in there? And there was, like, Quad City DJs had, like, a whole verse in one of their big songs. Um, obviously, the Bloodhound Gang right. thing where they turned – that was probably most people have heard that phrase. Yep. Uh, there, there's the whole break in the Nelly video specifically where they all start chanting it. Like, the song falls apart, and then the people in the club right. in the video start I'd singing for, it. I'd forgot about that one until you, I saw your note here. I, re- <laughs> I mean, I'm only remembering this just from, like, researching. Right. I remember the, the Bratmobile is, one. Cause that yeah, was, I was going to say, do you remember the Bratmobile song? I, yeah. And that, I, like, inter- re- I fucking, kind of interpreted that? Yeah, like, I... So, I, the thing... So when I first heard this song, like I had no real like like it was like that part was just part of the song. Like I didn't know mm-hmm. anything about the history. And then I don't I, I I don't remember which came out first, but I'm sure I heard the Bratmobile version later or you know around the same time because like I was it was like perfect timing for being I was really into Kill Rockstar stuff at that time. And hearing you know the same I was like wait a minute. <laughs> Burn to the fucking ground, L.A. Whitey's gonna pay, Whitey's gonna pay. Burn to the fucking ground, L.A. Whitey's gonna pay, Whitey's gonna pay. We don't need no water, we don't need no water. We don't need no water, let the motherfucker burn. We don't need no water, we don't need no water. We don't need no water, let the motherfucker burn. Polaroid baby, Polaroid baby, you're so white and you're so cute. Like, and it's like literally like the same year, right? Like, it like yeah, they both came out in '93, and I guess you know I should should look up like Let's Go was what? Let's it came out in June of '93. When did Bratmobile? When did Potty Mouth come out? Um, but the but the the other part of it was though is because and we've talked about this before is like around that time, like yeah. there was that rancid Olympia connection, right? Yeah, exactly. I was, and so. I was, so this, I oh really my God, they came out, there. holy shit, they came out within four days of each other. So Potty Mouth came out, June, came out June 8th, 93, and uh, let me go back, and then, oh, not, okay, sorry, June 8th and June 21st, so, so like okay. a couple weeks. Yeah, but, same month. Oh, well, no, yeah. Let's Go came out in 94, shit. Oh, that's right. Okay, 
So, Bar- so Bratmobile predated it. So maybe I'd heard it first. I don't know, but I like I I can't. But the Bratmobile. That. I mean, but that means that like the Bratmobile, like maybe Tim was even listening to the Bratmobile, well, right? Like because he was hanging out in that era. Like well, right. And so that was like when I I, again, I don't know the order I heard them, but I remember I do have a memory of like recognizing that lyric in both songs of the like two bands that I really like think and and again like yeah that was the time when there was like this rancid and Tim Olympia connection and you know that rancid appeared on uh Rockstar's Kill I think is the one they were on mm-hmm. and it was in thinking like oh I wonder you know like is this some were they did they get this from each other did they you know like what is this connection here and of course back then it was a lot harder to figure any of those things out because you didn't have the internet so um i probably it was a thought i had and then it just didn't do that again until like now (laughs) uh but like it, it's it's interesting, like that. Like I, I, if I had, if you had been like, hey, what what Kill Rock Stars band do you think Tim liked the most? I would probably have picked Bratmobile, right? Like you know what I mean? Like a more palatable one out of all the, those bands. I feel like you know what I mean? Like obviously Bikini Kills up there, but like I would have guessed like his true heart is in the Bratmobile camp. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's like a funny connection there. But I like the sense I really got was like mm-hmm. if you're kind of from the 80s, maybe late 70s or 80s and early 90s, this is just a thing that was said. Right. And right. I kind of I kind of knew that, but like for me I couldn't tell if that was because of the various cuz this song was in my life and then eventually Bloodhound Gang, you know, like kind of mutated it into the thing that dumbasses said, you know what I mean? Right, <laughs> like, like I couldn't remember that, and I and and that makes sense because it's like a, it's such a generically useful like antagonistic and also rave upy phrase. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it's kind of this nihilistically fun, also antagonistic phrase. You know that like right. yeah, if you're in the club, like just like screaming and getting that chant going makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? And um, so like attributing it to any one of these things besides maybe the original song is like probably not exactly right as much as it was just culturally out there that like people would just yeah, say yeah, this yeah. all the time and and it like but it was i don't know it, it is crazy how much hagiography there seems to be around the phrase and like and i guess that's what happens when something just becomes like in the fabric of like people just said this shit you know what i mean like well but, i do think it's interesting when you think about like most of so like you said like rather like Rockmaster scott and the, that like um like slick rick was yeah the, slick rick yeah that's right it, it, you know whether that was the origin or you know it was like i think there's kind of an interest you know because i don't know i think there's a because like you're saying like there's also i guess you know thought that like it like you know like funkadelic and like you know there's mm-hmm. were and then but then it where it, like yeah bloodhound gang i think is definitely where it probably gets the most but um I think, or for like a lot of people that's where they hear it. i don't know i think there's an interesting i don't know i don't know if i would say it's like kind of like maybe not i don't know like cultural appropriation kind of thing right oh yeah 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 i think that and so see and, and that's why i i was curious if it, like there's any credit you know, on mm-hmm. the like, let's go, which I'm guessing there's not, 
Yeah. Um, and I'm guessing like the Bratmobile record is the same way. I don't know. Like I don't have a copy mm -hmm. of it. So I, I, but just, I don't know. That's just interesting to me. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I'd wonder like, say, I mean, you know, like Bloodhound Gang, did they credit anybody? Like, I don't know. Like, fuck. I mean, Bloodhound Gang is terrible if you ask me, but, um, <laughs> That's a whole that's a discussion for another day. Whoa! Actually, no, that's, that's not a discussion for any day. Did you see that Eric wrote "Burn with Them"? Eric Rader. Yeah, I did see that too, which was <laughs> interesting. The, so it's like, yeah, where do the uptones fit into all of it? <laughs> God, we're really on the uptones. So last week we talked about the uptones writing uh, the Eleventh Hour with them, and a lot two of our ago. favorite songs. Two oh two weeks ago. Two weeks yeah. ago. Yes, you're right. Sorry, two I, weeks ago. Right. Time is hard. Uh, but um, we talked about that. And and that's it. that's super interesting because what, the other thing I was going to say about this song outside of that, that lyrical element was like, uh, I find this song super interesting about how it's a little bit more angular and jangly. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's a very weird structure that I don't think if you, they wouldn't write a song like this today, I don't think. Um it's very uh, strange. I don't think I've ever really heard, like, I got the rhythm of it in my, like, soul, but, like, 13 red and white shirts flying, white for skin and red for dying. I don't think I ever actually unpacked that sentence. I don't think I ever right. could have actually, like, it's a really good line. It's a really good line. <laughs> I know every other line in the song. Uh, why can't I walk on through right. and not feel like one is in hell? And... The gang vocals are great. And the one is in hell sounds exactly like uptones, by the way, if you think about it right now. The way that goes, one is in hell. Uh, that's exactly like how the uptones yeah, record sounds. That's like. probably the part that's probably the part Eric wrote. <laughs> like really, I think <laughs> yeah. I think that chorus is and I think he's on that probably because that's a big gang vocal that sounds really right. good. So like uh, yeah, I bet you anything, because it sounds exactly like some of their big hits even. Like um but the the beginning where it's all like it's very angular and the guitar like, like screeching against this this kind of bass line that at first feels very almost like like almost like these counterpoints to each other i don't think well, it's like really it, at the point of writing counterpoint but you know what i mean right like, yeah well and it almost feels like it starts with like a breakdown yeah like, yeah which yeah. is because it's like you, I, that's like a part like i feel like you know rancid's kind of done something similar to that vibe but it's usually like in the middle of a song yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's like kind of a weird kind of angular breakdown. Right. And then... <laughs> it's like such an interesting way to start a song. Especially because um, this song has a breakdown where it kind of goes right. in that weird like echoey tunnel-y effect where he's kind of like, we right. don't need a water. But like, yeah, it's it's a really cool structure song. And I, what I think is so cool is this to me is Brett. This song is totally anchored by... I kind of had this idea the other day, and I didn't know what song to bring it up on. Brett is so defined by his snare leading everything and being so snappy. Mm -hmm. And this song is all snare. The snare never goes away. Everything is is on this like kind of off snare. And everything mm -hmm. is just like completely... It would fall apart without it. And it's this very like kind of... I don't know. It's very DC. It's a lot more college rocky you know in structure than you know when it gets in the big rousing course maybe not as much but like it's a really weird cool angular song yeah. um but the whole time you got this really snappy clack you know tune snare mm -hmm. that's just like cracking away and if i 
if I counter that to how Brandon sounds, who, you know, I think it's so easy to turn him into the, you know, what's the kid that joined the Brady Bunch? You know what I mean? And, you know, like, <laughs> it's the Oliver or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's so easy to turn him into that, right? It's so easy to crap on this guy, you know, whatever. He's totally fine. They love him, obviously. Like, sure. It's, it, but, like, his drum sound is very wide and round, and he likes toms. And his snare sound is a lot less cracking and distorted mm-hmm. and everything, right? Like, and I don't think he plays snare in the same way that Brett did. And I think this is such a good example of what I like about Brett's drums. And and whether or not it's like some contrast, it's not even about that. It's like these are the two sounds we have. We have Brett and we have Brandon. Like, it's not even like, like, oh, there's this conscious thought. It's just like, this is how Brett played. This is how right. Brandon played. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. Like, it isn't like somebody dialed these two things in to be opposed. It's more like they just have certain things about them. And it's like, Brandon, to me, has more of a metal, Tom-heavy, bigger kit sound. He's a lot less lo-fi, and he doesn't mm-hmm. lean on the snare as much. And And... Brett really likes these very cracky kind of, you know, post-hardcore snares. And I think that's a big difference. And I think we were kind of talking about how with Tomorrow Never Comes, like, it felt like they were leaning into the things Brandon can do better, which are these more metal-y kind of riffing, you know, Tom fills, you know, than trying to do the wacko, 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 that, you know, Brett was doing these sort of very simple punk snare fills you know what i mean like that, that like 2000s right. full of right you know like right well and i've and again this is like secondhand information because i haven't seen rancid live and i you know like especially in the brandon era but a friend of mine who i trust a lot like was saying that it seems like brandon he, he was talking about the, the ska songs especially but like struggles to play or doesn't play them as well maybe i don't know struggle but it's like was talking about how different it is than what the songs yeah. need and and i and again i think it's it makes sense yeah. to me like if right. you're not going to be leaning on that because that needs that really sharp offbeat snare yes. right almost all of those need that cracking re- like reverb heavy like dr- yeah, dub yeah, yeah, yeah and reggae is completely based on having that that right. snappy <laughs> snare coming in and, and cutting through right like and if that's not really where his heart's at i mean he'll probably be like he would be like, what are you talking about? I play snare. Like, of course, let's, uh, I'm a drummer. I'm very, very good at playing a snare drum. What are you talking sure. about? But, like, I think it's the way they produce it, the way they, you know, the types of snares he leans towards, you know what I mean? And maybe mm-hmm. even in the way that, like, Brett probably used it as a crutch and wasn't very good, you know, the, in a traditional way. I think there's sort of, like, you know, we might be talking about, like, how, you know, we might be sort of contrasting, like, I'm not even saying Brett was better. It just kind of fit in a certain way into the song. Yeah. You know what I mean, um, right. so like, you know, I, I would guess that probably Brandon's like traditionally a more talented drummer in a lot of ways, but like, I think the way he picks his drum sounds and the, the sounds he leans towards have this more big room, big Tom, it feels like he fits more on like a metalcore band sort of style. And so them leaning towards more of a, motorheadish you know kind of sound makes sense to me you know what i mean so mm-hmm. like but man if you want to hear the brett drum sound this is the one is man the, yeah like, it just it's yes. the whole time it's completely anchored on this this 
very snappy snare and maybe you can drop a piece in where it really jumps out here and you know give you to give you more yeah, work yeah but. It's a it's jumped out to me even more so than normal when I when I was coming back through the song, but uh, yeah, it's 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 such a cool structure. It's such a good chorus, and it's funny that we're just it just keeps going back to. I want more uptones in Renza. I know, <laughs> I, right? I mean, I I feel the same way because <laughs> every time we every time I feel like it's like every time we have a song where it's like, oh man. This structure is really uh, cool. Yeah, Great this is harmonies. a lot better than I liked. This is, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, look, it's co-written by one of the fucking uptowns. <laughs> oh, but man, man, now that I hear that and hear the one and that's like 100%. Oh, yes. Like, yeah, that's, it's a good, I, by the way, uh, the only other thing, I know we're just kind of rambling on this right. song, but like uh, looking at this very light uh, lyric sheet for this is like, this is a very tight little poem about uh, I know. I'm assuming America and and you know fits on the song very very well and whether or not that was involved Eric or or wait no this was not Eric this was what's his name right no it was Eric right no now. it was Eric it was Eric yeah yeah um uh like, I mean you can like say the whole song in like five seconds but it's like such a good you know yeah if you if you <laughs> it's like if if Tim did his hat on his heart thing like and did this as like a spoken word thing at a poetry night yeah it would work it would totally work <laughs> it totally has that earnestness and like I and and it's like i mean i again i when they get sort of this like kind of meta like a little bit more uh i don't even know what poetic yeah political thing going on I, I always just it hits me in the right way so like same i think he 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 did really did a good job on that they all really did a really great job with the song this is this is sort of I've, I've i've struggled with pulling a song out of let's go and it and when you put a scalpel to let's go songs they kind of there's not a lot there there it's right. all energy and forward momentum and the songs around it and the fact that 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 album kind of lives kind of on vibe more on than on <laughs> right it really does you know and no, so it is and it's it's hard to pick a song off that album for me but like for this this pod because it's just like yeah sometimes it's there's it, there's not a lot this was like a complete like refreshing like oh yeah this song's great this might be the best song on that album no i, mean, I, I know think i mean I, radio means a lot to me but like come on like this is really good well like when, when i made the pick because I, again i hadn't thought a lot about it like even in, you know since we've been doing this podcast and stuff because uh yeah, yeah like i and so you know i, I picked it because i forgot to make i had <laughs> i forgot <laughs> to pick anything and i like kind of had this in my back pocket and like i said i was like and, and when, at the time i was like yeah this is my favorite rancid song for a while and that seems weird but then <laughs> this week as i've listened i was like no yeah i can t like especially like pre-outcome the wolves like this was peak rancid and i even like post everything i still think this is you know pretty high up there as far you know it's, you know it's like not top five or anything but it's like it's a really fucking good song it also and sounds do, does this line up for you this sounds 
this is another one of those songs that to me sounds so early 90s like it takes me back to early 90s yeah like sonically yes. there's something about it that mm-hmm. no yeah. i yeah, yeah i don't know exactly what it is but yeah and well and it's hard for me to to, to like separate that from the it actually was early 90s right yeah, exactly. right and like my memories of the time and <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah so it's like um but but I do think it does have sort of a sonic quality that is. Yeah, I'm not sure um, what part of it it, it is exactly, but it it really does. It's the it's vibes, man. It's like <laughs> it really. Let's just go screams. is all vibes. It is. Uh, it sounds like '93, '94 to me, and I don't know exactly why, but it does. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, there's a there's it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I don't know that I have a whole lot of. No, about no, it. no, it's uh, good. I think we got good. it. Um, did you remember to make a pick? I did. I, I had, okay. I, I've had a couple, you know, you always have like a couple you're like thinking about. I'll, I'll, I'll let you decide. I, I have two let me things. Decide. I'll let you what? decide. Okay. Oh. Cause I have two directions. Right. And I'll okay. let you pick okay. the directions because they both feel a little trite for us. You know, like, like I'm going back oh. to two well-worn wells for us, you know? Okay. And so okay. you get to decide which one sounds more fun to you. So I have, uh just comfort food here ready for us which is i have something very uh fun from life on weight and i have something very fun from troublemaker so which type of comfort food would annoy you less you know what i mean like which, which one sounds more fun well let's see you know what i feel like we maybe haven't done troublemaker in a minute we've only done three songs off of troublemaker too uh well then let's do trouble because we've done a lot from Let's go. Yeah, yeah. let's go. Totally. I mean, we've done life won't wait. Life yeah, won't yeah, yeah. wait. What the other one starts to nail? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's do. Yeah. Let's do. You know, we are the like troublemaker evangelists. Yeah, so exactly. let's we lean can... into that some more. Well, on the troublemaker, we've talked a lot. I feel like every time we talk about troublemaker, we talk about the songs that make me think of other bands, and we haven't uh-huh. actually talked about a lot of those. You know, like we reference those, and there's one that just sticks out so much that we may as well like go head on into it. So let's do Say Goodbye to Our Heroes, which I still would be 100% like, oh, I just didn't understand. And it actually is a Dropkick Murphys cover because it's so Dropkick <laughs> Murphys. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love uh, no, the song, that's a good one. Which is surprising. It's a song. It's a song. And I'll get into it more next week. But it is a song that I like love despite of myself and everything. Like, Ooh, Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it might be our most hypocritical part of liking <laughs> troublemaker right or it might be f- like the, the breakthrough like, or something the evidence of the troublemaker is made of different stuff than honor and and all those other things yeah i don't know it's it's so, an interesting one but yeah yeah I so think, it's a, no, i think it's a good one okay and and i'm glad this means i'll get to listen to it a bunch this week and i'll probably listen to troublemaker a bunch and it'll remind and i and every time i do i'm wondering if it's going to be the moment where it's like hey, wait a minute <laughs> yeah but i'm hoping it's gonna be because i haven't really dug into troublemaker in a couple months since i think since we did bobber and um so it'll be interesting to see and that was i think we when we talked about that one we, it was kind of at a low point for us like not like not the song or that but it was like okay i'm not as in love with it as i was yeah six months yeah, ago. yeah yeah so oh. i'm curious to see where um where i'm at now so awesome no that's a good one it's a good one <laughs> um okay so yeah and uh uh i fucking lost the plot that's fine uh, we can cut <laughs> no i won't we'll just leave it in <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll try to remember. The problem is that I mix these a week later and then I don't remember anything that we've said. So maybe I'll try to do this one like the next few days. Um, I have to cut all this out now because I've... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Okay, so as we mentioned at the top of the show, we started a Patreon. If you know want to support the site, join the Patreon, help us grow the pod, and there's cool stuff, cool benefits. Um, and yeah, I don't know. And you can have a more direct line at yelling at us when we're wrong about things. About that? <laughs> That's a selling point. Um, so yeah, you can find that at patreon.com slash the 11th hour podcast. And of course it's in our show notes. We also have a couple shirts that we have available, a logo tee, and then a, special radical acceptance shirt where all the proceeds from that for the next month or so will go to the Trevor project and yeah is that it did I forget anything leave us a voicemail yeah that's always good voicemail um, all this is in our show notes or find us on social media and our link tree um, you can get anything and everything you need to know from there so yeah. And I should probably tell you where to find us on social media because that helps. <laughs> uh, we're on Twitter and on Instagram at RancidPod. That's pretty easy. And until next time when we talk about Troublemaker one more time. Not one more time. Mini- one. Well, anyway. Fuck. It's been a long day and it's a Monday. Uh, or a long week and it's a Okay. I'm, ta- I'm not talking anymore. I gotta go and we'll see you in the pit. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm, I'm laughing with you, man. I'm, just, I'm at the end I, of my rope. I'm, if I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you.